Okay, here we go. Hi, this is Joy. Welcome to HSV Progressive. I am so glad you found us. Uh, just today, I'm having a conversation with a friend of mine. Um, this has everything to do with a, a, a topic that we talk about pretty frequently here, about the housing crisis in Huntsville and about the problems, that, uh, the rising homelessness problem that's going on here. And frankly, you know, the inaction or inappropriate actions of the city, but, you know, never mind that right now. We're talking with uh, my friend Dave. Dave, would you introduce yourself, please? Absolutely. Um, I go by Dave or David, either one. A lot of Daves out there. Um, I have been homeless since, uh, I reckon it was mid-September of last year. Uh, my mother had passed of COVID in January and I had been her caretaker for several years since I got divorced. Um, I lost the house through a combination of things. A mortgage, um, my elder brother, who has disowned me, um, was, uh, I don't want to say complicit, but, you know. Uh, I'd lost both parents and a brother in a very short time. So... Um, I essentially don't have a family right now. Um, most of the friends I have either live out of town, out of state, or out of the country. So there's not much support for me personally. Uh, I would like to share my experience on the street so far. Um, perhaps some people I've met, uh, just the overall scene. Uh, just try to give a broad view of this, if I may. Yeah, yeah, that's I. That's <clears throat> I would love to hear uh, uh, because I don't think people understand because they're always saying, "Well, there's this shelter, or that shelter you can go to," sure, you know, or or you know, all kinds of inane stuff, you know. So I would love very much to hear from you some specifics about what the shelters are like, so that people can maybe understand. A little bit better what uh, what you're going through but but before then I, I want to say this uh, you brought up that you don't have a support structure you know which is arrow there but for the grace of God I have no family here hmm. I it, and also very few friends anyway because I just you know I'm angry all the time <laughs> I know that well I've, I've alienated a lot of people <laughs> yeah uh, and uh, being a recovering alcoholic, still seeking recovery. Yes, uh, touch wood. Yes. Okay. Uh, so. See, it, it's it, it's like, thank you for coming here to help put a human face on this problem. Yeah, there there there, there are people out there. They're not. There there's they're just like you and me. And well, they are you, but uh, you know what I mean. People out there, hey, listening audience. These people are just like you and me. They, there, we, we walk around in the world acting like, um, like we're these in the United States in particular, like the the glorification of the individual and the family, and we need to think be much more community minded, you know. Sure. Uh, why does Dave not have a support structure? There's a government here, you know. What are they doing? Are they building public housing? <clears throat> are uh, they what are you know are they are they you know anyway actually on that uh they are <clears throat> the city is 
bulldozing some public housing across from the uh, Salvation Army shelter. Um, I gather for more apartments, which are going to be quite expensive. Uh, rental properties are in general. Mm-hmm. Um, Skyrocketed. And also the uh, one of the support groups, the Living Room, which is uh, connected with First Stop, which mm-hmm. helps people find affordable housing, on Governors is also having to move as the city kind of doglegs what's going on in Governors Drive into uh, development they're going into Five Points and the Historic District. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I like a lot of what I've seen, um, you know, but uh, this kind of displacement is going to have some repercussions. Uh, another uh, word for <clears throat> displacement is gentrification. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that comes to mind. Um, there was a, a lady that works, there are numerous church groups and uh, they are a blessing. Uh, a lady that works at a local at a laundromat by the Salvation Army, very mm-hmm. gracious lady. Um, she happened to mention that her congregation, and they may be a, a bit older, I kind of suspect, but um, they just don't understand. They said, "Well, you can save up enough money to buy a house, and these days it's hard to save up enough money to get an apartment." And there mm-hmm. is that kind of disconnect, mm-hmm. and we mm-hmm. see that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some legislation uh, in the state uh, capital about removing constraints on what uh, uh, apartment uh, landlords can ask for as a deposit, mm. or no, or yeah, is it just the application fee even? Yeah, that they're you know anyway. But that's that's not going to help, of course. Beth. No. <laughs> <clears throat> the um, let me see. I well, full confession. Um, I had been in an alcoholic depression since mom passed and then losing the house. I was out on the street. Uh, I checked myself into Huntsville Hospital and to the psych ward. I spent a week there. Uh, Good people. Uh I was feeling much better when I was discharged. Uh Uh, I didn't have an actual diagnosis. Uh, I was taking, I am still taking antidepressant. Uh Once I get a little money saved, I will go back to see my doctor. So I can get on board there. A lot of issues. Um, but, um, you know, and I was, uh, she recommended there, there are basically two shelters here, the Salvation Army and the Downtown Rescue Mission. Mm-hmm. Downtown, which has already moved years back to university uh-huh. as the city was developing West Huntsville. Mm-hmm. Um, of the two, and I soon found out she was right, um, the Salvation Army is probably... The better in terms of uh, an environment that is, I won't say safe, but at least um, not totally disruptive. Uh, they do not have many beds, but uh, they are very seldom often full. Uh, they do offer um, a breakfast. They close during the day and folks have to move have on. Have to leave, yeah. And then there's a, a dinner, and uh, then again you have to move on at 6 or check into the shelter. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the things I have seen there, and this is not a reflection on the people that run the Salvation Army shelter. Uh, I do have some issues there, but, uh, you know, it's incredible. There's a an, an ambulance there almost every week. Uh for untreated medical conditions, mm-hmm. uh, fentanyl 
of course, is just a hammer blow. And we also know or should know that's not just on the streets. Uh, that's with families that have six-figure incomes mm-hmm. and children of lower and lower ages. And mm-hmm. It's horrible. Um, don't see politicians of either party do anything but spinning their wheels about it. Well, they the the only thing like like our senator uh, Tuberville ah. and our new um, representative Dale Strong both spout off about how this fentanyl fentanyl here means that we have to build the wall on the, our southern border. That that's oh, the yeah. whole you know, and um, I, yeah, that's spinning your wheels. Except it, it's a very vocal, distracting way to spin your wheels. It, that's not. I mean, ultimately, and I, you can, but there's something wrong with the way we have society organized when there's so much problem with addiction. I don't know if you want to take oh, that on sure. or not. Uh, you know. Well, that's one of the things. Um, and I. You know, and I'll say addiction, and then I'll say untreated addiction, and uh-huh. then I'll, I'll say mental illness, and I'll say untreated mental illness. There's too much of the first, and appallingly too much of the second uh-huh. as well. Uh-huh. Um, the uh, where to? I mean, again, there's I'm am trying to get into a treatment, an in-house patient, inpatient treatment. Uh-huh. Uh, at Lake Gunnersville, which I have decided I have had outpatient and it hasn't worked. I've relapsed. <clears throat> so I'm hanging on for that. That's going to be my lifeline. Um, I've had four jobs since September when I hit the streets. I have had the help of friends and transportation. Um, I wasn't able to keep them for very long due to depression or alcohol or both. Uh-huh. Uh, and there are other factors Um I met a fine lady from Decatur, Kim. Um, we became friends. We were both thrown together. She does not know Huntsville. Uh-huh. I saw her walking around with this huge briefcase, and I said, Baby, <laughs> <laughs> you might as well paint a target on your back. I'm like, I've got to stick with this girl, and I have. And uh, we are very close friends. And uh, she has, I've helped her find a safe place to stay, and now she has uh, a full time job. Oh. Good. So that's what I promised I would do. Now I've got to work on me, right? Uh-huh. But um, and and you don't have a, a car either. I, I don't. That's the first. How did thing. how did that happen? Oh, uh aha. Uh-huh. Well, uh, my ex-wife was an opiate addict. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And that's how I lost my record collection. I used to have about eight thousand records. Uh huh. I know. A lot of stuff went. Um, my car did as well to a. Uh, um. I can't even think of the name of those places. Uh, pay, not payday loan, but uh, where you lease... Oh, title loan. Title loan. Yeah, yeah, somebody went and got some money on your title, yeah. and then and you I struggled, lost the car. And I struggled with that, and finally I lost the car. Yeah, that's so. uh, that's something that desperately needs reforming. But well, uh, like in public transportation uh, in Huntsville, well, the taxis are a joke, and the bus system has been difficult. And there was one thing that outraged me, uh, Kim and I had uh, taken refuge from the rain in one of the bus shelters. Uh-huh. And one of the drivers drove by and he said, we've been here all day, which was not true. Uh-huh. Uh, we, it's maybe two hours. Yeah. And he actually threatened to have us arrested. 
See, this is and this is exactly criminalization of homelessness. That is the opposite thing that you need to do, as well as criminalization of um, addiction. The, that's a disease. It people need to be treated for. You know. I, yeah, and it, it's a uh, in this. I, I I wrote down some information. I was going to report the guy. I should have, mm-hmm. but. Uh, it was instrumental in me losing a job. Twice he drove past the stop. Once I ran after him, waving my arms, and he stopped the bus, and I was running up on it, and then he kept going. Oh, God. So the next There's one no comes in. There's no excuse for that. In an hour, I'm going to be more than an hour late for work. How to explain that? That, as a friend said, you shouldn't be late for work because a bus driver doesn't like you. It's ridiculous. No, the bus whether the bus driver likes you or not has nothing to do with anything. Honestly, it's situations <laughs> like that. Just, He's it, yeah. his. That's not his job. That can feed into the hopelessness that's out there. And um, well, it, this is part of why I want you on to just—you're a person. Look at—you're putting together sentences. You have thoughts. There's nothing, you know. Why do we have this? Why do? Uh, why do so many people automatically have this idea that homeless people uh, are like some other species? Well, I didn't expect to be here, obviously. Yeah. But uh, you know, I had a, a reconnected with a friend. It was a 30-year high school reunion. Uh-huh. And uh, that's where I took back my mohawk. It's a oh. little 80s retro there. <laughs> yeah. And I stuck with it. That's my punk rock 80s. But, um, you know, it, it was... Uh, so, as one does, we kept up on Facebook, and she kept posting things that were rather offensive. And I, I've i been keeping up with politics and social issues since I was 17. Uh-huh. So, um, like, we're going to disagree there. And I thought, I don't want to get in a fight. But it was around the holidays, and this was years before I hit the street. Uh-huh. Uh, she posted a picture of a driver grimacing and clutching her steering wheel. And she said, me, when I have to, the, the caption she wrote, uh-huh. me, when I have to roll up the window and ignore the homeless guy begging for handouts. And at that point, I was like, wait a minute, didn't you say you were a Christian? Yeah. Um, unfriend. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, so. Yeah, um, yeah. What can you do? Um, and it's not. I'm people. If you've probably seen Kim and I walking along, uh, she. Uh, short. Long story short, but um, she doesn't still carry the giant. No. Okay. No, thank God. <laughs> that thing. It had many names. I called it the Behemoth, Big Blue, and ultimately the Albatross. <laughs> oh yeah, that's she good. That's that a good I, one. I haul these things around town. So. Um, and, and for a while, you know, when I, I had a job and we would hopscotch between hotels and university, oh, some uh-huh, of those uh-huh, are pretty uh-huh, sketchy. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, and, uh, how many, ho- this is like homeless people having a, that are, are living in hotels. And some of them don't because, take, yeah. Yeah, because you can't, you can't even get the deposit money together to get a, a an apartment, even if there was an affordable apartment, you and, know, and, and, and which there pretty much isn't in this town anymore. And I found that uh, at some hotels have deposits, which did not surprise me, but uh, that some of them do not take cash did surprise me. Oh. So what are we going to do? Uh she lost her house in a similar situation uh, through, oh. through her ex-husband's bungling. Uh-huh. And uh, she, uh, Kim's story is interesting, but it's, it's, I won't tell it here, but uh-huh. she ended up in Huntsville 
due to a medical condition uh, at Decatur General. She'd already had one operation, and uh, she got a doctor who said, uh, don't get that done here, go to Huntsville. You won't make it out alive if you have that operation here. Oh, my gosh. And I thought, well, an honest doctor. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's uh, But boring. bless her, she has, a, uh, she has a dropped foot, which was part of... Uh, I don't. I guess I could say botched that other operation she had, but she had some nerve damage in that foot, which uh -huh. was related to uh, the anesthetic she had. So you won't see her out on the streets now, but she had a, has a pronounced kind of a limp where she very carefully have to place that foot down. Uh -huh, uh -huh. And I don't know how many times I've caught her when she's fallen. Uh, not enough. I can't be there all the time. Yeah. But uh, she's definitely doing better. But the uh, the people at the shelters and then too. Uh, there are veterans, which I ask folks about the VA here, and I usually get some pretty positive responses. It varies. But again, these are veterans that are out on the street. And uh, a lot of them are working, but they still don't have homes to come home to. They'll leave the shelter and go out and work. Yeah, and, and how, uh, right, you got to, which means you got to, well, first of all, they must have a car, right? Yeah. So, because when you leave the shelter, you have to take every, all of your stuff with you. Uh, they Actually, okay, well, it varies, but... Okay. Uh, but, I mean, seriously, there's only the two shelters. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, the Salvation Army, for instance, you can check in two bags. Uh, oh. oh, I'm sorry. Yes, you do have to take them with you when you go. Yeah. You can leave them there overnight while you're staying there. Yeah. Uh, now, th but if you get up to go to a job during the day, yeah, it's like you have to move every day. Basically, yeah. Uh, I, and as I told Kim, uh, you know, and she had that enormous suitcase on wheels, travel light. Uh, you know, the ladies—that's not her thing. So it, it didn't, you know. But I had to uh, be ready to move. I always have a plan B. And, uh, yeah, you'd be carrying around a, a shoulder bag and then another bag uh, of, uh, at the least, clean socks and underwear, uh -huh. uh, some toiletries, um, any medication, of course, um, things like that. And, uh, yeah, you got to lug those things around. Um, an umbrella, because uh, yep. uh, we had run across just crossing a parking lot to get to the library, which is a haven for homeless folks, as uh -huh. anybody that's been to the main library downtown probably knows. Uh -huh. And um, it, it just cat, cutting catty corner through there, the security guard runs out and asks us if we had uh, any business at the medical mall. And we said, well, no. And he said, we can't be on this property. Well, it hasn't happened again. But um, and again, this is her limping. You should see her. Uh-huh. And so we had to cut around a bit longer on the sidewalk. Oh, my God. Um, That's so... But it's one of those things, uh, they basically, they... Yeah. Uh, the they that is uh, not, I'm not going to say, not living in poverty, certainly, but uh, just don't want to see us. That seems to be the most important thing. Now, it's getting a little harder and harder for them as, as homelessness grows, poverty and then homelessness with it. Um, I just read a review recently. I don't remember the author, but it's called uh, Poverty by America. Uh, a lot of statistics, but mm -hmm. he pointed out that in European countries, he mentioned France. He said, here someone will see a homeless person and say, how has that individual failed? 
And in France, he said it is more likely for someone to look at that person and say, why is there no assistance for them? That's how, what I see when I... That's How's the system fail? Yeah, how's the system fail? Yeah. I so, mean, clearly we have a systemic problem. Well, it's, it's one of those things, too, that um, uh, one of my favorite... Uh, political commentators, uh, long gone now, Molly Evans from uh-huh. Texas. I remember uh, her. She liked to talk about, uh, in politics, how there would be uh, 10 pounds of cure for every ounce of prevention. So, and now we have, as you know, we're building new prisons. Uh, I think Governor oh. Ivey, uh, mm-hmm. she's taking money from different sources, uh, and I'm not sure about this, but I think the education budget. Which, yeah, I think she took some money out of our yeah, education trust fund. Which I've been I've been to jail and uh, twice. I'm I'm one of those rare individuals that's been to jail twice and served ju- jury duty twice. And I will tell <laughs> I'll tell anyone I've seen both sides of the system, and uh-huh. I think it's rotten. Uh huh. But uh-huh. Um, you know, uh, just all those guys in there. Uh, I think I met two out of probably a hundred people during a six month stretch that had some college and many of them had not completed high school uh-huh. and to get a GED in jail I hope this has changed they had to buy their own books oh I, I bet how that, attractive I, that was I bet they that hasn't changed I doubt it's changed yeah so it's it's uh, the recidivism is incredible because these guys just couldn't wait to get out to get drunk and high again and look up some prostitutes Certain, certain. Again, I don't want to generalize the jail population, but the ones that are going to be back in there, that was definitely them, and they weren't being shown anything else. Yeah. Uh, a lot of them, young men, had never filled out a job application, didn't know how to address a letter. I mean, all they know is the hustle. So uh, that's. Yeah, very which points to a failure of our educational system. That's where I would put it. And. Um, and as an educator, I take right. that kind of really personally. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> of course, I'm an educator who's gotten kicked out of the educational system. Mm. And, you know, now I am hired to tutor people. You're freelance. You know. Yeah, I right. freelance educator, yes. Mm. Um, because I, I, I have a hard time, you know, getting along in that system. I have mm. a, a wee bit of a hard time getting along in any of these hierarchical I didn't do well in, at NASA. I didn't do well in at corporate America. I didn't do well in academia. Um, you know, I, um, I, I'm just, you know, I sort of question authority and stuff like that. I'm yeah, sure my listeners a, are very surprised to find that out. Um, anyway. Well, I can only imagine with, with book banning uh, back at levels not seen in decades, and then, uh, well, of course, all the shootings. You know, teachers don't have enough to put up with. Um, it's a thankless, thankless. Too much. Uh, education and health care. Uh, Kim is working with, uh, she's going to uh, switch to Volunteers America. Mm-hmm. She has had experience uh, working in these homes. These are private homes where uh, there are individuals whose mental or physical capacities, they need help. Uh-huh. Um, volunteers is going to be a big step up from her. They're national, and they offer health care and dental uh-huh. uh, stuff that's very valuable, of course. Yeah. And, and, it's, and actually like, pays. It still doesn't pay much. Yeah. Because it's, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, it's... It's... Um, it's it's women's work. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Um, that yeah. that historically has been unpaid work. Yeah. You know, looking after people and taking care of the people getting along and you know being able to do it's just historically teaching also historically you know a woman's job underpaid for sure still oh i don't doubt it yeah, yeah. but uh well you know we have the two shelters uh, so to, what so if you go to salvation army and mm-hmm. you check in overnight what, what's it like ah okay well um let me see uh, they start, they open up the, I'm going to call it cafeteria. I think they call it a dining hall. Uh-huh. But, um, <clears throat> um, you have to stand outside the gates, even though the gates are open. It's a chain link fence. Uh-huh. Uh, around the fence that goes to the corner, it's, uh, razor wire, concertina wire. Um, there's a little crowd, kind of a motley crowd there. And, um, then at five... Everyone files into the parking lot and goes into the cafeteria where uh-huh. you get uh, just like any, I mean, it's institutional food, those little plastic compartmental, compartmentalized trays. Uh-huh. And um, I got to tell you what, and I always thank them, the cooks there, they have very meager materials, but they do a lot with what they have. Uh-huh. Um, now, there are donations from local grocery stores that show yeah. up. Yeah. Um, they... They can vary. Uh, folks like all the sweets. I don't, but, you know, we get those. But mostly, there are these huge piles of bread. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, the Bible says man cannot live by bread alone. <laughs> but I'm not sure some donators know that. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, it's it's what it is. I, I've loaded up on bread. I've given some away. It's good bread. Uh-huh. Some of it comes from fresh, a lot of it comes from fresh market. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things, it's not stale, it's just, uh, it's not expired, it's even the sell-by date. Yeah. So they have to take mm-hmm. it off the shelf. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, a friend of mine, I, actually I worked briefly at Star Market in Five Points, that's their flagship store uh-huh. in uh, produce, <clears throat> and the gentleman that was a produce manager had just recently, now this was years ago, but uh-huh. just recently gotten them to donate out of the produce department. And that typically goes to places like, uh, probably two places, Rosa Sharon, uh-huh. uh, which is on the North Parkway, uh-huh. and some great people at Manor House, uh-huh. which is also off of Governors. Uh-huh. And they are very gracious, and uh, they also get a lot of the youth, I think probably high school students to help, which I think is great. They get yeah. that experience, you know. Yes. Volunteers, and uh, wonderful food there. Uh, last time I was there, it was... Uh, choice between barbecued pork and oh it was right after cinco de mayo so we had chicken enchiladas oh uh-huh nothing wrong with that they had been wrapped up overnight and mm-hmm. they were quite good um uh, but yeah i digress i'll get back to the shelter um so there's an hour there's 30 minutes for breakfast and i'll get around to breakfast after we spend the night yeah um so at six o'clock uh they close it down everyone has to leave uh there's one restroom which is contested for uh, anyway, so back out in the parking lot. Um, at that point, anyone who's not going to spend the night has to leave the property. Uh-huh. So there will be some people lingering outside of the gates. Some people will go to the parking lot for that old, old shopping center. Um, uh, the name escapes me right now, but it's... Uh, anyway, it's uh, 
it's right there by the front of the Salvation Army. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, one thing I have noticed, the police presence has ramped up remarkably in recent months, and they have been kicking people out of that parking lot. They've been coming by routinely, also coming by. Well, how do they kick people out? I don't... They just, they, they drive, they park, they get out, and they say, you've got to go. Uh, so, do, uh, but these are these people that do they have a car to get in so they no. can go? No, they so don't. So, what do they just pick up their bag, their no. shoulder bag, and their one other bag? Uh, they may have or, a, a bedroll and their bedroll, and yeah. they just start walking down the road. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, they had if if they're like me, I had a little, actually two hidey holes at one point. Uh-huh. Um, so there's usually some place, but you know, weather is going to be weather. Uh-huh. Uh, one of them was a, a small outbuilding that no one had discovered and uh, was had a roof. Uh-huh. And so uh, that was kind of good. I would go there. Uh-huh. Uh, but, yeah, it's heavily, there are signs everywhere, um, no trespassing, no uh, loitering. No loitering, yeah. And, in fact, I got a trespassing. Um, Ticket? Uh, yeah. The, the officer said, uh, you know, I'm not going to arrest you, but do you see that sign? I said, yes, yes, I do. And um, he said, well, you know, so that's one thing I probably have to deal with before I get into rehab. But uh, again, they've really stepped up their presence. It's quite noticeable. Um, uh, There's a laundry there. That's the one where the lady from the, uh, that handles, uh, she gives out coupons to people so they can do laundry Uh on certain days. Uh And they have a van that will take them from the 2820 Governors, which is the living room, which is connected to First Uh Stop Uh there, which is really nice. Uh Uh, Also, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the showers. Uh, At at Salvation Army? uh, Well, Salvation I'm going to get to, but there are mobile shower trucks that go Mm -hmm. to that building at 2820 and then to Manor House. Uh Oh, okay, Uh uh-huh. They had had, I hadn't seen them in a little while, a shortage of volunteers, and a couple of us stepped up and they said, well, we can't, as your clients, and we can't have you volunteer. And uh-huh. said, well, that's too bad. But okay, the showers, yes, you must shower. Uh, let's see, everyone's left the parking lot for somewhere, uh-huh. and we're lined up there, separated in two groups, uh, male and female. Uh-huh. And uh, so we you check in one at a so time. The, but, so you show up at five for dinner, mm-hmm. and you've got your... You got to carry all your stuff in. Got all my, all have it here. Yeah. And and you have that in there with you for dinner. And then when dinner's yeah. over, you got to pick all that up mm-hmm. and go back outside and stand out in whatever the hell weather is. Yeah, <laughs> and any we've seen it all. Yeah. Uh, now uh, I will say at the shelter, um, not in the evening, but during the daylight hours, uh, if it's below forty-two degrees mm-hmm. or it is heavily raining, they will keep it open. Oh, okay. So there's that. Okay. All right. Um, they do have security there. Um, they are very brusque. Um, so anyway, so we're all lined up there. Uh, the ladies go in first. Uh, everyone gets a breathalyzer. Uh-huh. Um, and they, if you don't pass the breathalyzer? You're out. Oh. I'd had a couple of beers one morning. A couple. They were potent. But uh, <clears throat> I thought by 6 o'clock... It's, I was told it's a very sensitive one. So I was turned away that night. Oh, dear. It's not a problem now. but um, so uh, Knock on wood. Yeah, no, indeed. <laughs> uh, so the, uh, and then there's, a, um, there's one of those wands for... Uh, oh, metal detector. Metal detector, uh-huh. uh, which goes... Uh, we stand in the scarecrow position, and it goes all around your body. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then uh, they look through 
those bags, which are going to be two bags unless you want to leave one out on the front doorstep overnight and take your chances. Yeah. So uh, actually, I had a uh, a uh, charging block stolen out of mine, but uh, I was foolish. I left it on the top of the bag mm-hmm. in the room, the storage room, where you, all the racks were. Everyone puts uh-huh. their bags, so uh-huh. it was zipped up, but. Who knows? So now you put anything valuable in the bottom of your bag, put your toothpaste and stuff on top. Uh huh. So um, yeah, they check those, and with someone like me, uh, it's very uh, informal. It's just like yeah, yeah, okay, Dave. You know, it's and they're not going to dig everything out of my bag. Uh huh. Anytime. Uh huh. Um, so uh, we uh, so we're going through this line. You have to have a photo ID spend the night oh. uh there is a total of 90 days i know first stop helps people get ids back i'd forgotten about that yeah uh, uh, but yeah. until that happens you can't stay at the salvation army no not at all um i mean even even if you're on record which i've been for a couple of months and it maxes out at 30 days which i had been you know, when we were staying at hotels or I was staying at my little hidey hole, mm-hmm. I kept thinking, I have, I'm hedging this. I'm oh, hedging, uh-huh. I've got where I need to, where I can go, which is going to be better than being stuck out in the rain or sleeping in a field or something. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So um, I don't know how many days um, I have left. There's a few. Um, but uh, anyway, you can apply for an extension. Kim got one. Um uh, it probably depends on if you've been written up for some kind of behavior. You know, that's going to factor in. Mm-hmm. So, uh, oh, and then it's, uh, okay, to the, let's see, we are issued um, uh, two towels, hand or wash towel and uh, mm-hmm. a big towel. Mm-hmm. And you go and wait on the racks, these metal racks, the bunks. Mm-hmm. All the mattresses are encased in plastic. Mm-hmm. So as people move around, in, in the men's room, it's 30 beds. I don't think I've seen more than 20 or so. Mm-hmm. But during the night, it sounds like everyone rolling around in their beds, it sounds like everyone is eating Doritos. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. and uh, we all snore, or almost all of us. So. Yeah. Uh-huh. But uh, anywho, so you wait there, and uh, an arcane rule, which typically of many, uh, a friend pointed out, uh, why don't they post these on the bulletin board? Uh, do not lie down on your bed at this time. You could be written up or even thrown out. The reason for that is they don't want you going to sleep when they call for showers because showers are mandatory. Uh huh. And with some people, uh, with good reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, some of these folks. Uh, well, I mean, yeah. how long have you been out on the street? Indeed. It's probably a good idea, honestly. One you know? girl came in and she looked like a coal miner. She yeah. was covered, and it looked like she had, was covered in soot. Uh huh. So, um, and the ladies uh, is is smaller, but uh, more private. Uh huh. Um, so uh, the showers and the toilets, uh, all the fixtures are old and cracked. I don't know how old they are. Uh-huh. Uh huh. They do function. Uh huh. And uh, nothing in there is private. It's very much like jail that way. Uh-huh. Um, so everyone gets a shower. Now you go back and wait. And then there's a call. Uh, let's see. We got in. We wouldn't get in at 6. Sometimes you get in as late as 7. And lights out is at 9. So uh, there's a call again. 
Uh, everyone turns in their towels to make sure you're not walking out with said towels. Uh-huh. You cannot bring your own blanket in. They supply the blankets. Uh-huh. Uh, the blanket would be left in a bag out front, and I'm not aware of any of those being stolen. Uh, you know. But uh, so you get that, you make your own bed. Uh, and I like to read whenever I can. Then it cell phones off and lights out at nine. Uh-huh. And wake up time is promptly at five. Uh-huh. <laughs> so um, if you're a day laborer, and, and of course a lot of these guys are, uh, that's fine. But um, so you have until 545, and you will be written up if you, I was once for, I think, being four minutes late. Anyway, uh, that's how inflexible they are. And, and then breakfast is... Yeah, breakfast is at 6. So once again, uh, there's some hanging out, this motley crew in the parking lot. Uh-huh. With all of your possessions. Cause, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, some folks have bicycles they lock up. Uh, some, uh, well, of course, there are uh, men in wheelchairs. There is a separate room for them. Uh-huh. Um, uh what else? I mean, you see some of these folks with a, a wagon behind their uh, bicycle uh-huh. or something they're pushing or pulling. Uh-huh. I don't usually see them go in the shelter, though, because I don't know what they would do with that stuff. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so uh, breakfast, uh, you know, it varies. Um, it's usually going to be a hot breakfast. Nice. There's always coffee, which I need. And, um, and that's only 30 minutes. And then everyone is out. And that's that begins the day when you start to see a lot of bedraggled people wandering around on the street. Uh-huh. Uh, the ones, it, it, well, and then the police find you and chase you off of wherever the hell you are. If it's certainly if it's posted, but uh, you know that parking lot at the medical mall is not. Yeah. But that was private security. Yeah. Um, but you know, um, <clears throat> so the library is a calming place. Uh, we can recharge our phones there. And uh, for those of us that like to read, oh, of course, you can use the computers. Uh-huh. And um, <clears throat> I use a job search, Indeed, and uh, so many jobs out there, you know. But uh, Hard to get to them if you don't have reliable it, that's transportation. The thing. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that's pretty much the experience at the shelter. Uh, that shelter, the one on university, the downtown rescue mission which also used to be in west huntsville and then the city decided they should be out of sight while Uh we develop west huntsville Uh so uh todd towers is going i see a lot of people moving out there out of there and uh the 2820 the place i mentioned 2820 Uh governors they are moving but we are not sure where so uh hopefully not far from the salvation army because a lot of folks go up there they open at eight they also serve breakfast but you can stay through lunchtime as one at till one and i see a lot of people sleeping on the benches inside there oh uh-huh and uh they are very nice uh had actually had breakfast there this morning uh, trying to get this uh some advice on this legal stuff uh-huh. and uh while i was out a friend was giving me a ride uh-huh really good and he had breakfast with me and uh, very nice, gracious ladies and guys, but it was the ladies that prepared the breakfast. Uh-huh. Some elderly ladies, and, uh, you know, they're all volunteers, of course. Uh-huh. But, um, yeah, that one doesn't do anything at night. And, and, in fact, they've cut back their hours 
uh, until 12 now. That's just very recent. Oh. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, usually onto the library because it's air-conditioned and it's quiet. Uh-huh. And um, <clears throat> everyone refills their water bottles if you so, haven't done it. And and um, do, you, do you catch a bus from the Salvation Army to the library? Or do you walk? Oh, no. or? Uh, I would walk. Uh-huh. And Kim, uh, yeah, we would walk together. Um, it's it's you know it's not that far. It's it's really only a few blocks. Uh, for a dollar on the bus, you know, is not. Well, worth it. I'm I was thinking of the one the up here on North Parkway, Salvation oh, with the, uh, oh. the breakfast. Uh, no. Uh, okay, this is the one on Governors. And, yeah. Yeah, I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, I don't know about North Parkway. Um, but the bus is, um, you know, the routes are, you know, you'll spend a little time, but they are air-conditioned, and the heating's very good, too. Uh-huh. And it is only a dollar. And, of course, some people, uh, disabled folks, maybe 50 cents, students, what have you. Um, and, of course, some folks uh, have a card there where they can ride for free, uh-huh. so they can use that. Uh-huh. <clears throat> it's valuable, but it's nowhere what it could be. Yeah. And and so many of the stops don't even have a shelter over them. Yeah. So right. you're just standing out there with all your stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I did have some... Well, back, I mean, uh, just... Uh, what if... What if the city just built, a, uh, like, a lockers where you could just put your stuff uh, so that you didn't have to lug your stuff around with you I neglected all day. to mention there are some lockers that are, are rented very cheaply. At the Salvation Army. Okay. So a lot of these guys that are going to these... Oh, to the, like their day job Their day thing. job. Yeah. The, and they'll yeah. come back there mm-hmm. to sleep because they don't, they're, they don't have any homes or anybody to go stay with. Uh-huh. So uh, there is that. Not a whole lot of lockers, but... Um, yeah, so we, you know... But, but, yeah. how, you know, uh, I'm an advocate uh, for housing first. Mm-hmm. If yeah. you get people into housing... You know, they're just in a better place. They're not having to lug all their stuff around and be worried about it getting stolen. That you can find them because that's where they live, you know. It, mm, and yeah. so you can get, get your social worker there. You can get your caseworker there. You, they're generally speaking going to be a little bit easier to find because they live there, you know. That, and yeah. then you can make progress <clears throat> with things like helping them into recovery or or or. or helping them with how do you fill out applications for jobs or applications for housing or, you know, all that kind of stuff. Because they're there, you know. It uh, is. Uh, instead of criminalizing it and causing people to have to run with their stuff and find hidey holes. Well, and, and so many people at any given time are going to be in hospital or jail. Uh, my bank gave me a hard time at one point uh, they had found out that my old address, the one that's still on my license, mm-hmm. uh, they were getting mail bounced back from there. And they said, we need you to update that. And I thought it was, so I said, I have a friend with a P.O. box. No, that won't work. It needs to be a physical address. And I thought it was ridiculous, but the only thing I can think of, and I do have, I changed it to another address, uh-huh. which is good. Uh, she'll pick up my mail for me. Uh-huh. Uh, it's actually where Kim is staying now, uh-huh. which is is good. But, um, yeah, I, see, the only thing I could think of is maybe identity theft, that they would be so onto that. Yeah, I, I don't know. You know, maybe that's some ancient uh, l- rule that they just have on the books that nobody's even thought about. 
extenuating circumstances. They couldn't you know? tell me. It's just what they do. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, my... my uh, but that would be solved if you had housing. Yeah, yeah. I would have a, a permanent address. You'd have an address you could give them. I can't give any hotels. Not the ones we stay at. Yeah. But they're, they're not the... Uh, uh, you know the Marriott. <laughs> yeah, uh, like and and you if somebody tried to deliver a letter to you there, I'm sure it would not find its way to you. And they uh, they apparently used to take mail at the uh, the 2820 uh, uh-huh. because I saw a sign that they could no longer do it. I did not know oh, that. Hmm. But um, I had learned. I think the food stamp office. Uh, you can perhaps have it sent there. What you have applied through with food stamps, I'm not 100% on that. Um, well, and then, you know, if you have, if you have a, an addiction problem, and, and instead of stability, you're just constantly thrown into pandemonium and lugging your stuff around and finding hidey holes or worrying about the police or stuff like that. How is that going to put you in a better place to deal with your addiction? Well, that's true, uh, and I, seriously, I doubt if it's changed, but uh, when I was in jail, which was uh, involved my ex-wife, uh-huh. uh, me uh, <clears throat> uh, forging some checks uh-huh. t- to keep her, uh, i got to tell you, opiates or alcohol, uh, the withdrawal is terrible, but to keep her from losing her mind, I guess, so we both got arrested for that. But uh, there's no mental health facilities in that jail. They, no. they didn't even have AA when I was there. Uh, and uh, interestingly, you're not allowed to have uh, legal references or law books that is on the banned list right there with pornography. Seriously? Tell me that's no accident. Yeah. Oh, oh uh, hey, lady, this country makes a lot of money off of poor people. Yeah. Because we can't afford uh, a, a decent legal defense. And a lot of people take it for granted that this is just the life, the idea of resistance. Well, and, and, and you know. the it's the Thirteenth Amendment, right, that allows uh, slave labor out of prisons. Oh uh, yeah. You know, there's that, and well, and and it, poor people. Um, it, it's part of capitalism yeah. to have a constant reserve of cheap labor. Yeah, there's that, and uh, as this book again, I just read the review, but author pointed out um, people with money like dirt cheap goods and services and that requires us not us but you know have people work for twelve dollars an hour uh-huh. that is what they demand that demand is 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 at least a large part of what is keeping people from breaking out of it uh-huh and uh, and 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 the you know it's it's just a farce this whole thing about keeping people out of our southern border, because it's the capitalists that want that cheap labor. Well, it's it's a, uh, it's, it's a total farce. It is, and yeah. if we actually do keep them out, it's doing nothing but causing our citizens to have to to being forced into poverty, so that they'll take those cheap jobs. You know. Well, they had when, when Kim was in the hospital, readmitted at Huntsville Hospital. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was working at the time, <clears throat> and I put up the 75 bucks for her doctor's appointment so she could get admitted. Oh, uh-huh. She was not. And with her health problems, there's not a whole lot of work she could have done. So, And I knew she wouldn't do it unless I, I did that. So uh-huh. she got the operation. Uh-huh. 
it was difficult after she was discharged. Uh, she had all these staples in her abdomen. Yikes. But she got it done. Uh-huh. Um, but the, uh, so I went down to the, uh, this restaurant, um, across from the Huntsville Hospital. It's the bread place, Panera. Uh huh, yeah. And I'm seeing more and more of this now. Uh, this is the first time I'd seen it. Uh huh. And I walk in and there's, I can't get anybody, I see somebody back there in the kitchen area, but there's nobody at the counter and I can't get anyone's attention. Well, they have these two computer kiosks out front. Uh huh, uh huh. And, uh, I could only pay with cash. Uh, I had yeah. a bank account, but, oh, I remember now, uh, my debit card had been stolen. Oh. And I didn't have an address for them to mail it to. Yep. So, uh, you know, these things. So, um, and I looked at that. Housing I, first. <laughs> I, I've seen it, and, and, and this is my, my mantra, too. Yeah, is, yes, immigration is a problem, but people don't see, in this case, you can literally see automation taking jobs. Oh, yeah. But this is huge. Yeah. And um and I suspect too uh COVID was uh I was out of work and miserable. Uh, the restaurant had closed, of course, I worked at and uh I said I would get all these things done around the house, but without any kind of motivation. It's I know, it's I was really there for COVID too and depressive, you, yeah. You you're in my house right now, you can see about how much stuff I got done. <laughs> exactly the same. <laughs> but uh, you know, you look at that and um uh, oh, for COVID, I think, was the thing that um, <clears throat> corporate America did not want for a lot of reasons, but it was a kind of a reset. All these people had time, instead of just running on the treadmill, to look at this. And I think this is why in the service industry, you go anywhere today, you will see help-wanted signs everywhere. Everywhere. And probably get some pretty crap, crappy service. It depends. I'm very proud of the service I give uh-huh. and will give in the future. Uh-huh. Once I get my ducks in a row. Uh-huh. But, um, you know, I, I think a lot of people, I'm not 100% sure, are floating around. And uh, oh, here, here I am at Burger King. Well, oh, corporate's treating me nasty and the, the customers are nasty and I'm making $12 an hour. I'm moving on. Mm-hmm. I think they're hopscotching. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a lot of people, at, and these are like people with, with money and desk jobs. Oh, how can, they, how can they not be working? The benefits have ended. I think they are working, but I think they're trying different things out. And, uh, you know, it's really changed the way we look at work. Uh, I had a Uber driver who said, uh, he said, you know, I'm, I've been working from home since COVID. He said, I don't know when or if I'll go back to the office, if I can avoid it. Yeah. He said he'd spent more time with his eight-year-old son than he had yeah. well, probably since. Well, I work at know. home now, too. Yeah. And I, it gives, it give, the Internet gives me access to students all over the world, honestly. I've tutored students in Azerbaijan and uh, Germany oh, nice. and uh, yeah. UAE and all over the place, and and um, it's just and I don't have to run from here to there yeah. to meet people, yeah. you know. So I I don't have any plan. Which I mean I'm chafing. I can't wait to get back to work, and if I can't get into rehab, uh, if I have to wait, I'm going to try to find a temporary job. Uh huh. And. Uh, and, and that's one of the paralyzing things about homelessness, too. Uh, you don't have to be walking everywhere, but when you see people that are sleeping, and I've, I've been rousted for it and from the library, too, it's just the aimlessness of it is, uh, yeah. is mm-hmm. debilitating. Uh, when you don't have set destinations, or maybe you do, but you can only get there at certain times, uh, 
I learned, for instance, yeah, that... Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's not some big joke that people are like to be homeless and have nothing to do. That's not really human nature, is it's, it? it? It's not. Well, you know, you're going to find some people, again, a lot of times mental illnesses at work, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but uh, they like... And we can uh, ask again, why do we have such a problem with mental illness in our society? You know. I have a lot of thoughts on that but yeah, but yeah seeing these people uh, again I it, we were having dinner at the Salvation Army and this lady I didn't know she'd fallen down she was having convulsions all I could see was her feet uh-huh and here comes the ambulance again uh-huh uh, there was a stabbing there uh, oh, thankfully when I was uh, staying with someone else uh-huh and uh, <clears throat> um, this guy I know he went to the hospital one time. He said he needed to have his meds changed. So he was, he was getting something was being addressed, but he was very loud and very obnoxious. He talked to himself constantly, uh-huh. and uh, grating to some people. So I guess it was too much for somebody. Uh, now is he okay? What happened? We generally don't know. Don't know. We see them depart, and we don't know. And the same thing when the police show up. A lot of times, occasionally they will show up. Not as often as the ambulance, but uh, looking for someone uh, there on the property, uh-huh. which they probably have a warrant for. So uh, in the case of my uh, trespassing, uh, you know, the jails are overflowing and the conditions are, well, they were terrible 10 years ago. I doubt, surely they've not improved. Yeah, no, But I'm there's sure. just, for, for small crimes like that, it, it, they're really not, generally not giving jail sentences, uh, which they would be trivial, but some people can pay the fines. Um, so there's that, but you know, um, loitering and trespassing, it's just, you're moving from one place to another. Well, and, and if, if you do have some sort of a, a gig that you're getting some money for, um, if you, if you keep getting harassed by the cops and, you got to pay fines for trespassing. You're not saving that money up to have a deposit on some place to live. It's just totally still working against you, right? Well, our our plan, uh-huh. uh, which is is Kim's plan now because uh-huh. she's working all uh-huh. the time, good, is to save up money. <clears throat> excuse me, save up money for a car. Yeah. And uh, in this <clears throat> society, unfortunately. Well, yeah, and my friend Jan, you know, he recommended we'll get a van. You can mm-hmm. sleep in the van. Uh, you can sleep in a car, too, depending on the car. Yeah. But... Um, uh, uh, used cars right now are through the roof. That's another thing. Yeah, it, they're, they're absolutely... And I've looked. Uh, it's been a while, but the ones that I see are affordable are way out in the county. And they, get, they also get snatched up pretty quickly. Uh-huh. So uh, there's that. And uh, so we, I figure whichever one of us gets a car... It's probably going to be her, but um, you know we'll we'll work together on that. Uh-huh. Uh, as it is, the lady she's staying with is uh, giving her a ride, and a friend of mine, uh-huh. weekends and days, uh-huh. <clears throat> and she pays a modest amount for gas. For uh-huh. Uh-huh. So um, yeah, that's uh, well. You know. I really appreciate your sitting down and and you know sort of a day in the life sort of stuff oh hey joy i would shout it from the rooftops so mm-hmm. i'm happy to share uh I, I, you know i hope uh, i hope my listeners appreciate the sure. 
the situation that's going on here in this well, city and actually all over the country, you know. But. It's, it's, it's fine to donate. It's better to meet people. Uh, I agree, uh, and 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 uh, uh, there's so much of this um, uh, non-profit industrial complex stuff, where the mm-hmm. government is gives money to First Stop or da 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 all of this, yeah. and and I'm I you know I like to think that it's going someplace good, but it's clearly not solving the problem. No, there's just not enough. Uh, and yeah, I will go ahead and disabuse the. Uh, the, the faith-based charity is enough. It's oh there. yeah, no, yeah, that's ridiculous. I'm, I'm you grateful don't... for it. I'm uh-huh. not. Um, I'm not a religious person, um, but I certainly, and I respect that. But it's a pick your metaphor. It's a drop in the bucket. Uh-huh. It can be a lifeline for some people, but that's all it is. You're, I'll use I'll use that metaphor. You got the lifeline, but you can't get back on the boat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you right. know, you're just you're floundering out there, uh, being dragged along. Yeah, and swallowing hope, a bunch of water. <laughs> yeah. I can't swim. <laughs> Not in this economy. Yeah, <laughs> I can do is stay afloat. So well, I, I don't want to run I, too I, far I, with that one. I I hope. Uh, well, I I just I hope things you know get better for you. I am actually, I'm working on it. Um, We didn't hear from my friend's lawyer today, but we've got this documentation, and it was odd. I'm trying to get, it's an affidavit of hardship, Uh and uh, I got this form printed out and filled it out, so I called the the magistrate's office this morning, Uh and it's got all references to courts and everything, and uh, they say, well, we don't handle that, and I don't know where you go for that. (laughs) I was depending on going down there today, at least getting some information, but at Uh least they told me when I called. Uh So, um, waiting to hear from some... I don't know, but is that something that First Stop would help with, knowing Uh, who who could fill that sort of stuff out, or where you need to... Might be good to run it by them. Yeah. Um, Oh, I think I can call them during the day as well. I wish I'd thought of that. Uh, It's possible we might just, looking at it be able to get it it says a, a judge clerk or notary yeah just to get it notarized yeah, maybe. yeah. And, and perhaps i can mail it to uh rehab and um maybe be on your get way in there I, I hear there's a pretty good turnover they don't have many beds most facilities i think most don't and there's not anything here for people in huntsville except bradford which uh, which is a sponge it, for insurance it, it, yeah i mean I, I went to when i was doing uh outpatient therapy uh, at New Horizons, which I totally recommend, also AA, and uh-huh. there is a uh, an agnostic AA small uh-huh. group. Uh-huh. But if you don't want the Christian stuff, that uh-huh. was the one I was in. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So there are alternatives. But this one, uh, I guess to wrap it up, this one counselor uh, was listing places, you know, that we could go for inpatient treatment, and he got to Bradford. Uh, he actually he said, "And well, there's Bradford." <laughs> and then he went on, you know, as as a licensed counselor, or uh, yeah, I think he was a doctor, mm-hmm. a doctor, of course. And it, he can't say what I just said. Yeah. And it does help people. Yeah. Um, but it is more of a, it's uh, more than a, they don't even have to make their own beds there. Yeah. And a lot of these places, it's to get people off the street into a normal routine. You have breakfast at this time. You make your own bed because it's your bed. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have these planned and activities. You, yeah, you show up for your activities. There's when, counseling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
and uh, three to four weeks depending. And and maybe help making sure you're getting the right meds and stuff. There is that for people that, yeah. So for that, I'm going to go back to my doctor and I put that off for far too long. Um, Because I'll need more, I'll need, when I go in the, more than just getting in the door, it's been several years, I'm going to need blood work and various things. Mm. It is on my to-do list, Mm -hmm. but um, yeah, I need what I can do if I can can make this happen. Uh, They do have a sliding scale, I think most places do, but the state will cover if, if I'm as, you know, I don't, well... I hardly own any property at all at this point, mm-hmm. and um, I'm unemployed and I'm <clears throat> long-term alcoholic. So, once I get this, if I get this paperwork done, I should be, I would think, a shoe in, and then things can get started for me again. So that's my plan. Well, good luck, and thanks for coming and talking to us. And my pleasure. Giving well. us a, a a human face on. The, the unfortunate thing that's going on around here, really. And there are a lot, there are so many different kinds of people. Yeah. I mean, it is, there is that margin of people that have been on the street and always will be. And that, for some of them, and they've told me that's their, they like it, they like the freedom. Some of them like to sleep out in the woods. Yeah, I know there, but I think that's a tiny percentage of it. The really homeless. is. If if you were tiny to do a survey, yeah. I think they have done them, and it's like one percent or something like that. Yeah, it's not most people. No, <laughs> no, it's it's just you know again, it's appallingly it's it's appalling mm-hmm. to see someone just drop out, just flat out on the floor, uh, or the street. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was one specifically I knew it was a fentanyl overdose. Oh gosh. Some folks you never know. One woman had had recurring heart problems, um, and then uh, you know just bounce back to the mental health again briefly. Uh, I mean, just seeing someone that's literally slobbering and drooling, yeah, and uh, it is not focusing on anything that degree, just shuffling around. And it's it's heartbreaking. Well, and it's and it's somebody who needs help, not to be criminalized. And and they yeah, and they you know there's and there are people that are trying to help, but then you got all these strictures, and you got to carry all your stuff with you all the time. That's just not that's or have a place to stash it, uh, or someone that will keep it for you. And again. Like I say, like with a lot of these mentally ill folks, uh, I don't think their families are there for them. Either they're not physically there, or they have essentially disowned them mm-hmm. because they're too difficult, mm-hmm. uh, or some situation like that, mm-hmm. because they probably would not be in that state. Mm-hmm. But then again, so you don't have the family, and what have you got? You've got mm-hmm. them wandering the streets in that condition. Mm-hmm. So. Well, I'm going to let you go. On that cause... happy note. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right. Thanks again. My pleasure, and thank you. And I will see you around. (laughs) Yes, you will.